Hey everybody, welcome to Real Talk with T. I am T Pringle, your host, and welcome. So, we're going to start with prayer and then I'm going to get right into the message for this podcast. I pray that it blesses you as much as it has blessed me. Let's start. Jesus, I just thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your power, for your authority that you have left us as believers to be able to walk in on this earth. I thank you, Father, for just everything that you're doing in my life right now and even the things that you're doing in my fellow believers life my brothers and sisters in Christ I thank you Lord God just for who you are you are Alpha you are are Omega you are the beginning you are the end you are everything that we need and so much more and I just thank you and I glorify you for that and I praise you on today that you are even giving me the opportunity to share what you have shared with me in our quiet time with everyone who's listening I thank you, Lord God. I praise you. I lift your name up, and this is all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So, guys, I'm pretty excited about this particular podcast. It has been taking me forever to finish it because it was just so much um, that God was pouring out to me. But I wanted to make it as simple as possible for everyone listening because I do believe in practical ways to help us to grow and things that sometimes we don't think about that God wants to do in our lives or want to elevate us in. So on today, I mentioned on my Facebook that I was going to be talking about the power of our thoughts and our minds and I believe that the mind is so powerful. It is literally um, sometimes the greatest battlefield that we have in our walk with Christ is our mindset, what we think about. Because most of the time when you start thinking about something, it makes its way, if you don't, if it's bad, it makes its way down into your heart and then it produces out of your life. And so as believers, it is very important for us to Make sure that we are examining our thoughts, that we are making sure that only thing, the only thing that's coming inside of our minds are things of Christ that are godly, that are holy. And so as I was spending my quiet time with God and I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, and I actually did not know, first of all, that this was going to be the next topic in the podcast. This was actually just me spending quiet time and then God actually leading me to a scripture and then him saying that he wanted this to be the next podcast. So usually for me, when I get ready to spend time with God, if I don't feel like I need a particular area, I'll ask the Holy Spirit, what should I read today? And as I was doing that the other day in my quiet time, he led me to um, Colossians 3 and 12. And it says, um, the title on the top of minds is put on the new man. And it says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another Even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. And so when I was reading it, I was like, okay, God, there are some things in there that I definitely need to work on in myself, some different characteristics. And so I began to pray. I was like, God, I don't want to start walking in your power, but I lack character, um, which are these things, you know, long suffering, meekness, humility, kindness, um, tender mercy, having a heart for other people. And sometimes I feel like we can see God using us in such mighty ways, um, to heal people, to, you know, um, pray different miracles and see them performed or 
not perform, see them come to pass or manifest it. But do you have the character of God? Because that's the way that um, the world will know us by how we love our characteristics. What do our characteristics say about us? And so as I was praying that I began to look up different words um, that were coming to my mind. And one of the words was, okay, God, I know that I'm supposed to have the character of you. So I decided to look up the word character. And when I looked up the word character, it literally means the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. And that kind of shocked me because I was like, okay, so having the characteristics or having the character of Jesus is not just so much outward things that we do. It's not so much of the kindness that we show out towards strangers or the homeless or um, giving or Whatever that we do outward, you know, giving somebody a word of encouragement, it's not only the outward qualities that we show, but it's also the way we think. And that hit me like really, really hard. I was like, okay, God, my mindset, even having the the character of God does not only reflect outwardly, but it's inwardly what you think about your mental state. Do you have the mind of Christ? And I was like, wow, like that really hit me like, okay, God, I understand what you're trying to do now. And I never thought that character, honestly, for me, that I actually, that it actually related to the mental state, even how you think should be like Christ, what he thinks about, we should be thinking about. And so I was like, okay, God. And then he started reminding me, you know, of scriptures, you know, Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So then God started breaking it down to me that some of us, because our mindsets are not like Christ and we don't think like he thinks, we don't really know who we are. If the Bible says, so as a man thinketh in his heart, he is, that means that whatever you think, whatever your thought process is, whatever you are constantly putting in your mind, that's what will become. That's what you'll be. And I was like, wow, God, like, wow. And he was just saying to me, that's why a lot of, a lot of us struggle in our walk with him because we know when we got saved, a change happened, but to our spirits our spirits were made alive to God but our minds were not made new that's why the Bible says to meditate on the word day and night and he told us to renew our minds constantly renew our minds because he knew that that was a part of us a part of our being that did not change and God was just telling me and that is why a lot of believers struggle in their walk with me because their mindset has not changed they are still thinking like they were before Christ before I came to live on the inside of inside of them and also I had wrote this as well for many of us our strongholds Many of many of us, it's strongholds or beliefs that have been planted in our minds from childhood that is still governing our lives. I know for me, fear and worry was one of the things that always was in my childhood, things I always constantly was planted in me. So becoming getting into Christ, coming into Christ, that was one of the things I had to constantly cast down is fear. And I'm still honestly still still. excuse me, still battling with that particular 
with that particular stronghold, to be honest with you. But I'm getting better as time goes on because I'm constantly reminding myself that he did not. God did not give me a spirit of fear. Where did I get that from? It was planted in me, you know, from my background and my childhood. And I'm having to uproot those things and believe the word of God. But the thing of it is, is that God was telling me that I gave you the power to in my name. Deal with your thoughts, uproot them, and replace them with my word. I was the one who gave you that power and authority to be able to do that. For some of us, we really, really need to start uprooting some things in our lives. And so, um, I still begin to look up different words. Now, I have a different translation. I have like two different translations. Um of a particular scripture and I'll get to that in a minute but some of us really need to see and question like I said and examine the thoughts that come into our mind where is this thought coming from is it coming from God or is it coming from the enemy and not attaching certain thoughts to our identity in Christ because a lot of times if you continue to think about something over and over and over again you'll end up doing it and that is why God does not want us to have anything Everything that comes into our mind, he wants us literally to question it and to make sure it came from him. So then I I kind of asked God, I was like, okay, God, so what should I be thinking on? And I already knew this scripture, but it just had a different meaning. And so Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brethren, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report. If there's any virtue and of these <clears throat> and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things in this particular scripture it's literally telling us the only thing that should be coming in coming into our mind and that we should be meditating on should be the things that are listed in this chapter things that are pure things that are noble things that are lovely things that are praiseworthy those are the only things that we should be meditating on a lot of times our minds and our thoughts are not lined up with this And not saying that you won't have a challenge sometimes with certain things coming into your mind. But we're going to talk about what to do when certain things come into our minds. But God is literally telling us in this moment what to think about. Only think on these things. If it's not these things, then do not be thinking on it. It is not even worthy to have in your mind. Literally. Because literally what we think about consistently will affect every area of our lives. We will do what we believe by what we think. That's usually how it goes. It is impossible for a believer to become like Christ without changing his or her mind. There is no way. Literally, repentance in some definitions means to change one's mind. So if you don't change your mind about whatever it is in your life that is not lining up with the will of God, you won't be able to produce anything outwardly. We literally have to think on the things that God is is telling us to think on. Because he knows that only those things will produce life. Only those things will produce the our purpose, our our. Everything that we need, basically, is going to come from how we think, what we believe about ourselves, how we view other people, how even we view God will come by our mindset. And that is so powerful. So I was talking previous previously about, you know, um, 
some things that may have been said to us or planted in us from our childhoods. And anytime you are having a thought, let's just put into practice. Anytime you are having a thought, anytime you are having a thought and it's coming in your mind, like that you're not good enough, that God doesn't want you, that, that condemnation, depression, suicidal thoughts, all of those things, God commands us to cast down in the name of Jesus. And we're going to talk about that as well. Because the enemy will use these pretensions to stop you and to give you a false view of God. Sometimes our negative thoughts can be more real than who God truly is. That's why our mind is so powerful. And that's why when I was doing this, I was like, okay, God, you're going to have to help me because I'm going to really, I'm really trying to, you know, I'm really trying to, you know, share with them the way that you were sharing with me but I was like God it's so much like literally it's so much so the next scripture that we're going to go to is second um second Corinthians 10 4 okay so second Corinthians 10 4 says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds I'm going to read the rest of it, but I just want to stop right there. Okay, so the first thing that 2 Corinthians is telling us is that our weapons that God has given us, and if you know um, about the armor of God, you can look in Ephesians and it'll tell you and break down the different parts of the armor and all of that stuff as well. But God literally is telling us, first of all, just so you know, the weapons that I have given you to fight with, to fight back against the enemy with, to guard yourselves are not carnal. And the word carnal literally means non-spiritual or worldly. That's what it actually means. So the first thing that God wants you to know is that these weapons are not carnal. They're not worldly weapons. They're not non-spiritual. All of them are spiritual that you will not be able, first of all, to fight this battle in the flesh. You will literally not be able to win or fight this battle in the flesh. This is literally going to come through my spirit, through my word, things that are 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 spiritual, not carnal. So, I was like, "Okay, God, okay, I hear you." So, Paul tells us in Romans 8 and 6 that to be carnal-minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so I was like, God, wow, like literally everything that we need to know about living this life and walking according to the spirit of God, walking according to the word is in God's word. So he's literally telling us if he already told us in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, that every weapon that he has given us in warfare is not worldly, not carnal. And then in Romans 8 and 6, he tells us to be carnal minded or to be worldly minded, to be non-spiritually minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Many believers have carnal or worldly mindsets. And that is the reason why their life is not producing anything. Guys, we cannot be Christians or say followers of Christ and live a life in the flesh and then not expect our lives to literally not produce spiritual things. God is literally telling us that if you think worldly, if you continue to think worldly, if you continue to see, just look at everything around you and make that more real than what I put in my word, your life will yield death. It will not yield life and peace. A lot of people are praying for peace. If your mindset was focused on things above and not on this earth, you would not have to worry about peace. 
if your mind was not worldly, if your mind was not non-spiritual or fleshly, I promise you, the Bible will tell, I don't have to promise you. The Bible tells you to be carnal minded is death, but to be spiritually minded leads to life and peace. So you want peace? You need peace? Think about what you're thinking about. Are you thinking on the things that God says to think on with a pure, lovely, noble? Or are you thinking on things of this world? That's a good question because I had to ask myself as well as I was literally reading this. Literally. And so the next part says, um, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. So strongholds in the best definition that I could basically give you is. So a stronghold could basically be anything that is keeping you from being who God created you to be. <clears throat> Sometimes there are things that are deeper than just surface that we that we um, just a habit. Some things are literally built up in our minds and God literally through his grace and mercy, through us learning his word, through him giving us revelation, will begin to tear down those things when we apply his word to the situation. So let's keep reading. So um, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not worldly, not fleshly, not non-spiritual, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Okay, so let's stop right there to cast something down. I'm so glad that I go to my I love my pastor. I love my church because he literally teaches us through practical application and he literally tells us what we need to do and what a specific uh, particular word actually means. So in this particular scripture in verse five, when it says casting down arguments. Okay. So in other translations, it says like casting down pretensions or things like that, basically casting down, um, false allegations, things that the enemy presents to you that are not from God's word, things that, he may try to plant in you that's not from God's word. Like we talked about, like when you mess up or you do something that's not, you know, godly. And then he starts throwing all these thoughts like God doesn't want you. Don't go to him. He doesn't want you. Those are that's condemnation. But we know that God tells us that for those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So those are things that. We don't accept about ourselves when he tries to condemn us. We don't attach him to our identity. We don't allow him to make us feel guilty. We are remorseful, but we're not guilty. There's two different things. We don't allow him to shame us in that case. So we cast it down by when you cast something down, you literally take it and you replace it with the word. So like I said, um, when the enemy's throwing all these thoughts of condemnation, I take condemnation and I replace it with the word of God. No enemy. This how this how you could do it. If he's throwing to your mind, God doesn't want you. You're not good enough. You'll never be this. Blah blah blah. You take all of those thoughts that he's throwing after you have sinned, and you say, "My God says that He is faithful and just to forgive me if I repent of my sins." In the name of Jesus, I will not accept this thought. And there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's what my God says. You are literally taking it and you're throwing it down. Basically, casting down is throwing it down. And you're replacing what the word of God says for that thought. A lot of us do not do that. 
whenever there's these these crazy thoughts coming to our mind from the enemy or he's telling us who we are, we literally dwell on them too long. And if you dwell on them too long, they will try to attach themselves to your identity. And the next thing you know, you're walking out that you're living in guilt, still about something that God already you're living in shame, something that God already forgot about that you asked him to forgive you. And he literally threw it into the sea of forgetfulness. He does not remember it anymore. And I feel like a lot of times we don't take advantage of the power and the authority that God has given us through his word to be able to take control of those thoughts and tell those thoughts submit to God. Believe what he said. And so just like the next verse says, in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, just like I said, anything that is in the word of God. We believe everything from the enemy or from outside sources. If it does not line up with the word of God, we don't accept it. We don't attach it to ourselves. It does not belong to us. We are children of the light. We are children of God. We walk, we talk, we believe what is in the word of God and how the and what the Holy Spirit reveals to us through the word. Some of us, we know the word, but we haven't allowed it to actually become a part of our identities. My pastor always says that when you look into the word of God, you need to be looking at a mirror. Everything that it says you are, you are. Everything it says you're not, you're not. That's what we need to just believe God for. But a lot of times it starts in our mindset, how we see ourselves. Just like the word says, so as a man think, if so is he, if I keep thinking that I'm, that I'm, that I'm not good enough, I'll, I'll act like I'm not good enough. If I keep thinking I can't do anything, I'll act that way. That's how it starts. So if we keep reading in this scripture, it says bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So I was like, okay, God. I love that you're breaking this down to me. I'm I'm getting it in my spirit. So let's see what the word captive means. The word captive literally means to keep something at restraint, to keep it under control, to keep it in submission. And so just like I was saying, every thought needs to be tested to see who is it coming from? What is it trying to do in your life? Is it trying to is it trying to exalt itself against the word, the knowledge of God? Then that's a no-go. Every thought we need to take into restraint that is not like God. I'm keeping you confined. You will not get into my heart. You will not produce anything out of my life. And then it says taking it into captivity to the obedience of Christ and and commanding it to submit. But of course, in that commanding, you are replacing what it's saying. If God told you to step out on faith and open a business and do whatever, the the enemy is going to try to con- to bring certain thoughts to your mind to get you to abort what God is telling you to do. But you keep reminding yourself, I can do all things through Christ. That's what that's what my God said. My God said I'm more than an overcomer. He told me greater is he that is in me. Greater is him that is in me than anything that's in the world. Those that's what you do when certain thoughts come to your mind. You keep you continue to fight back. You start to speak. That is war- that is warfare. And that's what God wants us to do. Literally. And then verse six, which is the last verse that we're going to look at. And it says, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Look, everything we have to literally take control of our minds, brothers and sisters. There should not be everything coming into our mind and telling us what we need to do. I really pray that I was able to break this down um, for you guys. 
and give you examples i will be doing a youtube video about this as well because god has been putting on my heart to do a youtube video about it so i may go a little bit more in detail but just know that you have the power in your tongue and through the word of god to cast down to replace thoughts to command your thoughts to obey god and to believe what god said and who he says that you are and I am in his word. And he also said that if we pray or we ask anything according to his will, it will be done. All of these things that I just spoke to you and just um, was teaching you how to do, all of this is according to his will. God told us to do these things. He told us to pull down every stronghold and cast them down and, and, and tell them to be obedient to Christ. I didn't say that. He said that. So his word literally cannot return into him void. That's what his, that's what his word says also. Every word cannot return until him void. It will accomplish that in which it was sent to do. And as soon as you start to command your thoughts and tell your thoughts to line up with the word of God, replace those thoughts with the word. You have to have the word. You saying, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do this. Or you um, repeating stuff over yourself. Don't think about that. Don't think about that. It's not going to work. You have to literally come at the enemy with the word of God because it's the only thing that we have to fight back against. I think that I'm going to do a... um. A podcast about the armor of God too because I feel that in my spirit because literally the word of God the sword of the spirit is the only um defensive um weapon that we have which means we're that's the only thing that we fight back against the enemy with every other piece of armor is to protect us from something but literally the word of God is the only weapon that we actually tear down certain things that the enemy tries to put up against us or not even just the enemy because like I said some of us have things that have been planted in us since childhood and we are having to go back and renew our minds in those areas from mama daddy auntie uncle whoever has put certain thoughts in our mind that we weren't good enough or we can't do this or this is not how our family do all of those things we are literally going to have to cast down and take on our identity in Christ and who he called us to be and as I'm telling you this there are some things in me as well. Like I said, God is literally teaching me this and I'm teaching as I'm as I'm learning. And so we're walking it all together. We're literally doing this all together. But starting here with our minds, if you want to be more like Christ, you have to change your mindset. And God has literally been telling us in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5, how to do that by Philippians 4 and 8, telling us what to think about and what not to think about. Even the fact, like I said, we can't keep saying, oh, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to think about that without replacing it with the word of God. What does God say about this situation? Who does God say I am when fear tries to attack us? I have not been given a spirit of fear. Fear has to bow eventually to the word of God. The more that we step out and do the opposite of how we feel, do the opposite of what fear is telling us not to do. So I really pray that this really helped y'all. Also, <clears throat> I didn't give an example when it came to temptation. And I know that because I'm single right now. Um, I know that temptation is a big thing across the board. But let's say that you are given a lustful thought. Well, the Bible just told us to think on things that are pure. So you can immediately take that into captivity and you can immediately say, I will not think on things that are not pure. I will think on things that are pure, that are holy, that are good, that are like my God. 
in the name of Jesus and I cast down this thought I throw it away I will not think about it in the name of Jesus and then you begin to thank God thank God for the power and the authority I thank you God that I walk according to your word I thank you that you said how can a young man keep his way pure or a young man or a woman keep their way pure by living according to the word of God begin to give God back his word he loves that and his word is the most powerful thing that we have it's the most powerful thing and so when those thoughts come in your mind don't take them don't accept them if they're not from God and 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 not only like in a negative way but when God begins to tell you who you are take on that identity Begin to attach that to yourself because it's exactly who you are. When he tells you that you're loved after the enemy told you you're not loved, I am loved by a God who came and gave his life for me. Remind yourself, fight back. Do not allow the enemy to put thoughts in your mind and dwell in your mind and you not do what God says to do. So... I hope that this helped you guys. I will. If you need me to go a little bit more deeper with this, I will. Um, like I said, I'm going to be doing the YouTube videos as well. And, um, yeah, the YouTube video on this particular um, subject because that's what God told me to do. So, just pray for me as I walk in obedience and step out on faith and do the things that he's calling me to do. But I thank you guys for listening. This has been Real Talk with T. And until next time, bye.